podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombe Show, our first Monday review show of the season. And boy, is it going to be a good one because football is back. And that was a sensational opening Sunday. We don't know where to start, quite frankly. We could talk about the electric Kansas City Chiefs. Who needs Tyreek Kill? We could talk about Sunday night football. Brady and the Bucks looking fine. The Cowboys, mm, diametric opposite right now. And a worrying injury to Dak Prescott. Mac Jones is banged up as well. The Patriots looked vanilla, but the Dolphins certainly living up to their intriguing billing. The Steelers-Bengals, what a game and finish that was. Michael Thomas back for the Saints. Are they legit? Where do we go? Where do we start? So much to get into. 60 minutes and change. And only one man to guide us through. It's the brilliant Iron Mike, and we're going to get straight into it with him right now. Iron Mike back in the house. Probably Mike. And it's difficult to pick one thing. But if I had to, I think the most significant thing over the weekend that I saw, one thing above all else, was Lev Bell taking down Adrian Peterson with a knockout, spark-out blow. Absolutely. I mean, you know, sign sign him up to play linebacker for, you know, for, for uh, I'm trying to think of where the, where the best fit for him would be. Um, oh, it's surely not, Detroit. Maybe, Surely maybe Detroit. Detroit, maybe a clear. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of kind of and it was so weird because um, Peterson like threw one punch and then mm. bam, he was gone uh, and out. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to see I more mean, of those more yeah. exhibition boxing between. I mean, maybe play. maybe he'll, he'll probably they'll probably both wind up playing running back for somebody this this season. Yeah. At the, <laughs> we'll at the rate at out. the rate we're going kind of, kind of in, injury wise. But. My goodness me, Iron Mike, what a Sunday. I mean, oh, an absolute whirlwind. We are going to do our very best to, to pick through it. Uh, but it was good, wasn't it? It's nice to have the NFL back. It's great to have it back. It is, And, and I think it was a kind of fever dream style at some point in, the, in those early game windows that were, to the most part, a little bit sluggish to begin uh, yeah, with. And it's absolutely, absolutely blew up in the second half. Yeah, there were some people like, uh, shall we say Baker Mayfield, you know, who probably should have won the Baker Bowl, but they would have had a better chance of doing it if he had been awake in the first three quarters of the game. Yeah, well, <laughs> Baker, then, Baker is all getting booed by, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks getting booed within minutes of uh, of their respective seasons. Flacco, of course, getting the bird from uh, from the Jets. How many, I mean, well, that must be one of the strangest things. Flacco passing for whatever, 87 attempts or whatever it was. Well, it wasn't strange. Yeah, I mean, it was probably what you would expect uh, from, from Joe Flacco and and it sort of makes the the Baltimore performance you have to put it into some kind of perspective but you know I think at the beginning of the game when Lamar Jackson threw a really bad ball I say well there's 10 million off the next contract <laughs> but then you know as the game went on um, he played really well. Duvernay played really well. Yeah. And since this is national jump to conclusions day, mm-hmm. um, you know, Duvernay is now an all pro <laughs> and Jackson's <laughs> going to get like $750 billion in his contract <laughs> all guaranteed. Um, when everyone's going big on, on overreaction Monday, that is the, that is the staple of course, the first Monday sure. after week one, I think we should go on an underreaction on an underreaction Monday tip. Yeah, like, ho-hum. You know, it's all the same. Nothing, nothing matters. You know, it'll, <laughs> it'll work itself out. Kind of like Britain, you know, it's like, 
for a country that prides itself on keep calm <laughs> and everybody's getting they're getting so excited about people not being calm <laughs> it's like it's, it's like let's chill guys um but like, you know i like that you know i i think that um all the i i it was part of my patreon column this week um oh, good work plug within the first three uh, yeah I, I got professor timothy snyder of yale university into the column he's doing a lecture a, a class on uh, the modern history of ukraine making of ukraine and i've been out watching it on youtube and uh, the first in the first class he said one of the problems nowadays is that military historians don't understand military history they don't understand logistic or logistics or tactics or strategies or whatever all they understand is vladimir putin's body language and and they all you know we've made an industry out of psychoanalyzing people we don't know mm. And that's exactly what NFL commentary is. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's not going to play hard this year because they didn't give him a contract. You know, he said, he said, you know, we'll, we'll negotiate till here. And if we don't do anything, then we'll do it after the season. You know, why wouldn't you believe him? You know, yeah, sure. it's like, it's like people's, People, uh, yeah. I, I won't go into it. one of the other topics in the column. Well, yeah, well, just on Wilding. that, one, just just on that. Before you get into the other topic, I mean, you're right. I mean, think about the the frenzied narratives going into week one. Oh, I mean, the Bucks are in deep distress. I mean, what's going, Brady's? I mean, look at all the TMZ yeah. columns about his personal yeah. life, and of course they're fine. But there are certain things I think that are. Yeah, uh, on the other, yeah, being a hypocrite. On the other hand, wait till I get to Aaron Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Rogers, I was going to say. Well, there was mind you, they got shellacked in the opening week last year, right? That didn't really hold that's him true. back. So, but there are. So, there, I think what we're establishing here is there are a lot of things that we need to need to just temper a little bit. I mean, not least the Bears 49ers game, and everybody saying, "Well, when Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start week two, and Fields is a bastard," you know, when they're playing in ridiculous conditions. So, there are things that we just need to take a deep breath and, and and hold back and understate a, a, a little bit. But at the same time, there are certain things that that do seem, even with a small sample size, to be a bit of a concern. So uh, I want to drill down in some of those and work out, uh, well, not actually not just the negative as well, other things that look really, really on point, like the Chiefs offense, for example. Let's start with Sunday night football. Let's start with the Bucks. Um, because I say you know, everything's hunky-dory and fine w with Brady, but really this was l playoff Lenny getting it done on the ground and his defense getting it done and absolutely stifling the Cowboys, right? I mean, they were the, they were the, the headline acts from that Bucks performance. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, Tom Brady's a game manager, you know, that's, <laughs> that's it. Um, you can see he needs another target. Um, Julio Jones is not going to, in the end, I think, be that target. Um, you know, you would think with, Good, Goodwin, who's nowhere near 100 percent. Right. Um, and, and Mike Evans, Julio would, would fit in as sort of a third option. But I think they they will need another target. Somebody say like O.J. Howard. <laughs> who, you had a good, you had a good who, night. Who, yeah. Who had a good night. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I saw a quote from someone. I think the, someone in Buffalo said all he does is catch touchdown passes, you know, <laughs> meaning the rest of his game is lacking. But, you know, but but still. Um, who's going right, to be able to pick up then? Uh, Juju or Julio? Do you think when all said Juju? I, I yeah. think because um, uh, I, I just think yeah, I think he'll give them more. Um, you're absolutely right about the defense, though they were playing really well. Um, you know, Vita Vea, one of the I don't know 
unsung great players, although he is yeah. sung. So it's our white. Devin White was fantastic, um, mm. you know, throughout the game. Antoine Winfield, they've got real talent back there. And and um, they, they use they use that. Shaq really Barrett well. in the mix as well. I mean, Shaq yeah, White had yeah. a couple of sacks, eight tackles. Yeah. And, and of course, with, um, you know, once Dak got hurt, then, you know, but it wasn't like they were t- tearing up the field with Dak at quarterback before yeah. he, he got hurt. So and his rating you know, 47.2 before he went off. Cooper Rush coming back in. And they're worried about that now. He's going to yeah. get a need surgery. He's going to miss multiple weeks, is what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, probably about eight weeks, I would. Um, again, now, if you're not going to be a psychiatrist, you can be a medical doctor, you know, <laughs> if, if he has the thumb, if he has the thumb operated on, it's going to be, you know, I think they're saying six to eight weeks and I'd mm. go on the longer, the longer prognosis because so Jimmy G going to Dallas then might. Well, that, that the rumors have come up. I mean, valuable trade bait, you know, and in, and in a sense, that was one of the, the things with San Francisco. We can hold on to him until he's actually worth something. They weren't going to sure. get anything sure. for him, at the, you know, at, uh, before the season started. And they didn't want to release him, obviously, because Seattle would have probably been the first port of call if he if he wanted to go there. So the situation's good for him. Mm. Um, Dallas could bite. Uh, I would see that. He's And he, you know, it's good in the sense that he's a short term solution you're only going to get him on a one-year deal so it's you don't create a quarterback controversy and i said that trey lance would probably you know we'd see jimmy g sooner rather than later but not meaning like this week um as you said it was bad conditions for lance oddly enough he would play better in a justin fields role you know in those conditions um when they lost elijah mitchell it's tough because mm. jeff wilson's not elijah mitchell mm. um he made some good throws as well i mean there was, there was he makes good throws. i mean he's got a lot of talent yeah you know the question simply when he when he sort of matures into an NF because remember he only had one season in college his freshman year at mm. North Dakota State yeah. he played a couple other games he played a couple of games last year so they'll give him they'll give him his um, they'll give him his room and and I guess Tampa will probably stick with Brady for another week or two um, <laughs> before before they go to Blaine Gabbard um, you know and and the good news for Dallas is you know they can go to their Cooper Rush uniforms <laughs> oh, very good point yeah. uh, you know well Rush, before the NFL uh, makes them do it forces you know? it what is uh what is what was wrong with the the, the Cowboys offense last night because nothing seemed to gel I mean CD Lamb barely had any looks the ground game is well it, it's the offensive game. it's the offensive line um yeah, you know good as Jason Peters is or has been as a player I don't think he's he was ready to be a you know top left tackle right now um they they have to you know they 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 were figuring on having um tyler smith as the starting left guard he may even be overmatched for that right Mm. now um because you know great natural talent but obviously completely unformed as a as a blocker and and technique is everything i mean you can get if you're a big guy with with enough sort of like control and power in your in your arms and fists and decent enough footwork you can survive for a long time you know and, and you can be smart about it guys like Jackie Slater I'm thinking of who you know tremendous natural athletic ability no but quick enough feet 
to know how to use his size, mm-hmm. good enough hands to keep players from from getting around him, you know, mm-hmm. and and you don't have to be um, like Tyron Smith, say, you know, mm-hmm. a, a superb athlete. And that's what Peters is. Peters is both. And Peters was a tight end, you know, in college and came, coming out and. Um, but they're going to take a while to to get that. So you could see it in in you know the lack of um, steady productivity from Zeke and 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 Tony Pollard, mm. um, and contrast that with Saquon Barkley. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, exactly. So with, I mean, look at a lot of comparisons, of course, with Zeke and and, and Saquon because of well their contracts and their status yeah they've, they've always kind of gone you know hand in hand right yeah and, and Saquon is I mean an extraordinary uh, afternoon for him but just keeping with the Bucks Cowboys for a moment Zeke and again remember we want to not jump the gun but after a really difficult last season injury hit last season more of the same is this down ultimately to the line or is it a combination of the two that you think Zeke might have jumped the shark as well well that's possible too I mean uh, but Pollard the reason I said it, it's down mostly the line is that Pollard didn't really look you know didn't really get men much much better opportunities and right. and um and the quarterbacks weren't getting great protection mm. um and they don't have the you know the great set of receivers they were going a lot to the tight ends um you know, so it's it's kind of a mess. Um, and without Prescott, it'll be interesting to see who's who takes the blame. I know there were people calling for Mike McCarthy to be fired already, and he's high on the list. I mean, you know, when, when you look at who are going to be the first guys to go, you know, yeah. Matt, Matt Rule's number one, McCarthy might be number two, yeah. Ron Rivera might be number two. Those were kind of like the top three, mm. you know, in most people's estimation. So, um, you know, I, I Does don't this think give him could, a pass, do you think? If, if it could. Yeah, I mean, it, it very much could, you know, because I think that it's it's kind of up to Kellen Moore to come up with a way of making this offense work. Um, and defensively, you can't really fault their defense very much. You know, um, Brady Brady cut it apart when he had to, but they stopped, you know, they basically stopped the month for field goals most of the time. And, right. and um, uh, Micah Parsons, of course, is... You know, and maybe now the second best defensive player in the league. You know, mm-hmm. after Aaron Donald. Um, you know, he and he had another great, great game. Um, so, so there's, you know, I think there's more. In a, in a funny way, there might be more pressure on Kellen more than on mm. McCarthy. But I suspect it'll be McCarthy who shoulders the blame if the offense doesn't start to click at some point. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, holding the Bucks to 19 points. I mean, the D did their job by and large. Uh, the D did their job uh, for Kansas City, but it's the offense uh, that, of course, is taking all the credit for that uh, shellacking of Arizona, given the, again, the key preseason narrative. Sure, we're looking at a, a re-upped offensive line that has really found its grooves, a better protection than Mahomes has ever had. But what are they going to do about the absence of Tyreek Hill, everyone was keying in on that and saying, I'm not sure they'll, they'll be the same offense. Well, they're not the same offense, but that doesn't seem to impact how effective they are. And uh, outside of the established heavyweights already there, Travis Kelsey had a big game, nine receptions, 121 yards for him. It was the newbie. So Juju, we mentioned him already, he had a big day, six catches, 79 yards. Uh, Valdez scamping the speeds to four catches, 44 yards. Uh, making hay too. Incredible offensive performance from uh, from the Chiefs. Break it down for us, Mike. What was different in this Kansas City offense without Tyreek Hill? Um, I think the people who assumed that Jason Kelsey would uh, Travis, Kelsey Travis Kelsey would would get um, 
double teamed automatically. The teams would 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 uh, bend their defense over to Kelsey. We're probably wrong um, because you didn't see all that much of it. And when you did, they they simply took advantage of other options. You know, I, I wrote in pre in like the preseason preview, they were they were going to replace Tyree Kill with with a multitude of options. They were gonna they were gonna create new options, and it's it's basically a, a new receiver core apart mm. from. Kelsey and McCall Hardman. Um, but they also have a couple of un- smaller, quicker tight ends who got some Fortson was the one who who got the most um, playing time and attention. And he's been there for a couple of years without three years, I think, without you know getting much PT because he was a quarterback in a, a college who got moved to wide receiver. And he's now only about 235, maybe. Um, so he's not really an inline tight end, but they mm. used him a lot. They, they were using all the options and Mahomes with the protection he had, which held up really well, you know, um, throughout the game. And the options he had looked like the Mahomes of old. The one thing that you saw last year, he appeared to be trying to force the ball a lot that he wasn't. And now he looked calm Mm. under pressure, calm, calm anyway, looking for options, you know, seeing them with the, out the corner of the eye, that, that kind of thing. There was one, the, the, the the shovel pass where he, he he kind of went underhand and it was like, Oh, I guess I'll do it anyway. But I I thought that was, that was a good sign. And I thought Spags did a a really good job with that defense because there's as many defensive changes. Yeah. You know, as, as, a young defense, isn't as it? offensive yeah. changes. Yeah. And they yeah. put together a good front four. They, they, they're going to play with two linebackers most of the time. But now, you know, Bolton and, and Willie Gay are both uh, really good. And, and the secondary, I think, is improved. Um, it may still have some weaknesses at corner, but Reed had a, a good game at safety. And mm. I, also one of the funniest things is, you know, Reed, Reed kick in, it off in preseason, he was kicking, you know, mm. and, and showing off and stuff. And so he kicks the extra point and then he kicks the ball off through the end zone. And it was go great, great. And they come down to this situation where are they going to try a field goal or are they going to, you know, go for it? And Andy decides to go for it. And I was saying to my buddy, um, um, I think I'd kick the field goal here. And then, but the announcer say, Oh, you know, Reed is not a kicker. You know, you're better off. And they score the touchdown. So Andy was right. And, uh, and then on the extra point, Reed kicks the extra point about 30 feet to the right in the goalposts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> say, you know, welcome, welcome to the NFL. Um, so, so that, that was fun. You know, that was, that in, in was a day a- where kickers were maybe the dominant story of, of oh, the whole weekend. We love a bit of a second to punted news, I'm Mike. We love a bit of kicker love. And, uh, and we got a fair play to Harrison Bucker for, for battling through that, the kick that he made, which was extraordinarily the, the change up in style, which I, I don't think was necessarily emphasized enough to make that to yeah. make that kick when he was banged up. That was yeah, just one step, so he wouldn't yeah. have to put so much pressure um, yeah. on the plant on the plant foot, and and it was what fifty four yards. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It wasn't a, it? Wasn't a chip shot. What about the cards, Mike? How concerned should we be? Based well, one on of that? the things that they did, and teams didn't do this as much early in the season last year to the cards, but they did a really good job of keeping Kyler Murray in the pocket and not breaking down and making him throw over the pocket, which he's not that good at doing. Mm. You know, he and Baker Mayfield have the same key flaw, um, is that if you if you make them look over the defensive lineman and and more importantly, throw over the defensive lineman, they can have problems. And, mm. and that 
I think was the was the key to Arizona's um, to Arizona's problem there. They they still haven't sorted out uh, the run game very well, um, unfortunately for them. And um, I, I think it's interesting too that Seattle plays Denver tonight. Um, if Seattle loses, as everybody's <laughs> saying, you know the Russell Wilson Bowl um, will go will go to to um, Denver. But no one in the NFC, which is considered the best division in the um, NFC, no one in the West, sorry, mm. which is considered the best division in the NFC, um, will have a win. Right. Yeah, they'll all be 0-4. And they meanwhile, will. meanwhile, Houston is number one in the AFC South with a whack record of no wins, no losses, and one tie. <laughs> Go Texans. The playoff run starts here. Just, just, just one more on the West and one more on um, on Arizona then. Given no DeAndre for a prolonged period of time, the defense, okay, up against this Chiefs offense, but there were lots, there's lots to be concerned about, I think, based on on what we saw. Offense is not rolling. Is is Kingsbury one of those head coaches that is going to be under fire increasingly if they have an abject season? Do you think or they yeah. it's more of a long-term project? They'll give him another run, whatever. Well, they gave him a new contract, you know, right. and and he and he's kind of tied at the hip to Kyler Murray, mm. you know, and maybe to Steve Kime, the, the, the three K's, you know, the, um, the general manager. Um, I, I, it's really hard to say because I'm not, I'm wondering who they would bring in that would get more out of Kyler Murphy, Murray mm. and Murray, I don't think is going to be the kind of guy who you're going to get in other teams in a bidding war over. Um, because he's a special talent. The same way, I think the same about Lamar Jackson in a way. Really? Well, if he goes to another team, you you really have to restructure your offense around his skill set. Um, now, if he proves this year that he doesn't have to run, that he's going to be a, you know, he can sit back and be a drop back passer and only run when he has to, then that's a different story. But if 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 they can't win without him running, then... You know, how many teams are going to put in that kind of an offense um, for him? Not not too many, I don't I, think. I, I, I mean, I there were good signs. But on all, on all quarterbacks to, to uh, a degree factored in, or the offense rather around all quarterbacks is factored into their strengths and, and, and skill sets. You can apply that to any. Yeah, yeah but, but it's an extreme. Um, and Murray, now the, the thing with Murray is that it, Murray's kind of like an undersized Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. In 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 that sense that he, you know, and he's quick, quicker. Um, and Russell Wilson was only 5'11", which is why why he lasted as long as he did in the draft. But, you know, they're, they're players who and Wilson's can throw drop back. You know, it's just with Seattle's line in front of him. He never could really afford to hang around to find mm-hmm. out. <laughs> um, but um Murray hasn't proven that he can be a drop back passer. And and I still think, and I've said this time and time again about various other quarterbacks too, it's very hard to win unless you can be a drop back passer because you have to make the everyday plays, the you know, the third and six or seven conversions. You know, you have to be able to turn them quickly. Um, if you're doing a two-minute drill, you can't really afford for your quarterback to to scramble around for 15 seconds on each play looking mm-hmm. for a, a receiver when the play breaks down. Lamar's a bit different. And I, I thought coming out that he actually was a better drop back passer than people gave him credit for. Um, and he's not a kind of one look and run guy, but he's in a system that knows his, he's got this great running skill. And so they built what the what the Ravens run is not that much different from what Colin Kaepernick ran 
in sure. San Francisco when Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator there. You see a lot of the same plays. Um, he and Lamar have a lot of the same abilities, good mm-hmm. arms, um, but, you know, but not always, what would you say, choosing, making the right choices, getting the ball in the right time. He looked, Lamar looked really good. Looked really um, good. And, you know, good arms, yeah. you've always said it. Uh, two, two, two to Duvernay and the yeah, one. Yeah, the Bateman, two, the hits of Bateman, Bateman was, yeah. was, I mean, and this is, is this going to quieten those critics who just consistently push that narrative and say, of course, he's an exceptional athlete. He can run really well, but it, it, it's not even the accuracy or the reading of the game. Well, both of those things he's been criticized for in terms of his passing ability, but just his, just his technique that has been from day one, something that people have criticized. Then you see the pass debate and you think, well, how can you look at this quarterback and be that critical? Yeah. He's got a low, low kind of release, but you, you think back to when they went into that playoff game and got killed when they tried to pass the ball all the time. Yeah. And that to me, in, in the eyes of many people around is kind of the defining game for him. You yeah. know, everybody expects us to run. We're going to throw, um, you know, and that, and then that didn't work. Um, if they tried that now, would there be, that's a good question. You know, I, I wonder if they have the receivers to do it, you know, um, which was the big question going into the season too. Um, I don't mind them losing Hollywood Brown. I don't think that's, that's a a terrible thing. Mm. Bateman. I loved coming out of college. It's his second year. This could be a year for him to, to really mature. And Duvernay, you know, has has not been what we thought he might be. Um, but maybe he does now with a great start to the season, unlike Christian Watson, say. Yeah, well, let's go there then. And the, the, I know the, you wanted to get to Green uh, Bay. So. I, I, wanted to, I want to talk about so much about Rodgers and so much about, but as we said right at the top, that's all just cool jets for a minute because they had this horrendous start last time around. But this was... Well, <laughs> if you cool the, the jets, three. they wouldn't be able to move. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that receiving call for the already. for the Ravens was slim pickings. Then of course yeah. that's the the big concern about this deeply talented Packers roster. The the receivers notwithstanding, and look, uh, how much do we read into this? Rogers frustrated with Watson particularly because it was a, an absolute mare that he had. But generally speaking, is this what we expected by week five? They'll all be in sync and everything will be cooking. Probably. Probably, but you, you're not sure. I mean, the the bigger question to me was, you know, they, they didn't have either of their starting offensive tackles in this game. Mm. And obviously the game plan was kind of, they, they were trying a lot of quicker passes, shorter passes. And, you know, I, people were saying, oh, they don't have the receivers. I, I think a lot of that was the, was the line. Was the line. Um, what is the situation I mean, Watson, with Bakhtiari? Is Bakhtiari back soon? What's the... I, I, I don't know, because I, mm. you know, I, I'm... Uh, you can talk it all. It was, it, Jenkins, it was Jenkins uh, on the right side yeah. that surprised me not being there. I mean, Bakhtiari's always going to be out for part of the year at this stage. You know, mm. it's... Um, but Watson, the same thing happened in a preseason game that I was watching where he was open downfield and dropped the ball when Rodgers put it over his shoulder. And But this was the first play of the season. For <laughs> the first offensive play of the season, he burns the corner. He's past him. He's two steps clear. Rodgers puts the ball right on his hands and he drops it. Um, and Rodgers' look was, shall we say, I wouldn't want to be in front of it. And later, there was a better shot later in the game where he and Clements were arguing. Tom Clements is back in Green Bay as the, uh, I think he's the offensive coordinator or the quarterback coach. But um, and and they seem to be arguing over what what was going on, or maybe he was just venting his frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just as a side note, is he might, justified on that, Mike? I mean, because he's well, uh, you know, he's just that all uh, cameras are going to be on him. Yeah, yeah gonna be he knows, he knows, and then he, you know, then he controls his face and, and and does it but 
you know, rookie receiver, first ball of his NFL career, yeah. you know, all time open. great. Yeah. Yeah. And, kind of and, um, you know, and, and Watson, the, the, the thing with Watson is, you know, he always ran by guys at North Dakota state. You don't expect to, you'll be able to do that in the NFL, but mm-hmm. there he did, there he was doing it. They didn't try it again. Um, which to me was, you know, sort of, revealing in a lot of ways they didn't have lazar lazard uh, yeah. either which was probably a um uh a, a problem for him he went to tanya as much as he could which you know like many great quarterbacks he has his favorites and you throw to the guys you trust basically and the problem with rookies is you haven't had time to develop trust in them mm. um, we've seen this with tom brady um you know how quickly someone can go into the doghouse <laughs> where, where you don't you don't see a bone for a long time um we're forgetting this was the zadarius smith bowl as well uh did you i love the exchange between that was great wasn't the it two of them yeah yeah but and rogers they gave him a little shoulder block uh not as good <laughs> not as good shall we say as that um the the play call for um Devontae adams mm. To throw a pass, oh yeah, <laughs> to Hunter Renfro on yeah. a re- double rever- on a reverse, where it looked as if the play was designed for Derek Carr to block Bosa. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's exactly what it was designed. Yeah, <laughs> and and <laughs> that didn't go very well, did it? No, he, he sort of stood there. Well. He sort of stood there like I'm in your way. You can't do it. <laughs> he just ran through. <laughs> It was awful. It, it, um, that, that was a perfect example of us projecting ourselves into the NFL. How would yeah, we be in that situation? To, to, Basically, our car was in that situation. Yeah, to detour uh, again back to the um, Rodgers and Clemens thing, there was this moment when um, Daniel Jones threw a really awful interception mm. um, where he, he looked the receiver the whole way down the field. He, he telegraphed the pass. It got in, it got intercepted in the goal in the end zone, stepped in front. And when he came back side, you could saw Brian Dable just screaming at him mm. on, on the sideline. Um, now, I'm not quite sure what is left to be done with the, with Daniel Jones. But what I am sure about is that Dable did a really nice job of structuring the offense, you know, to get to get stuff out of them. And, and in fact, the Giants defense, if they could have decided um that they, that they needed to cover uh, Hilliard would have been really good. I mean, Tennessee's only offense for the most part was Hilliard. Um, mm. Although there was that questionable thing when they ran a tight end jet sweep instead of giving the ball to Derrick Henry on a fourth and one, which, you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> How unlucky is Mike Vrabel with kickers? Is he is he the unluckiest head coach when it comes to kickers? Because Well, you know, Vra- yeah, Vrabel sprang to my. Uh, there's a lot of unlucky. I mean, any Bears coach. Well, any Bears coach, sure. But Vrabel's in the Goskowski era as well. When I mean, Vrabel seems to be getting the wrong yeah. end of that. I mean, I, I mentioned Vrabel because, um, and, and I wish I'd been re- there to remind some people broadcasting about it. But you know, Vrabel when in London went for the two points yeah. and the win and didn't get it, and everybody mm-hmm. was. And for a coach in New York to do that, you know, and I think the announcers we're on to that you know the new york post if he had not made it would have been just just scathing um, yeah that is about about him but but you know um it came down to the penalties um um got i mean they well they got into field goal range and and bullock bullock looks like a guy who 
like there's a bar around the corner from the field mm. and you say, Hey Randy, <laughs> they need you to kick. And he like <laughs> finishes the cheeseburger, you know, pops the rest of the beer, throws the Jersey on over, his, over his body and waddles out. onto the field. I'll, I'll see you in 10. <laughs> but, but if you watch that play, I think there was, there was enough rush on the corner. They, they did a shift and then they, they came through on the corner and, and it looked to me like Bullock got distracted for just an instant by the rush mm. and and that put off his kick you can you can see his head his head move and you know it was kind of like the um um Cincinnati you know here you have the kicker of the of the of the millennium uh you know McPherson who, who won the Super Bowl mm. uh but then but you know but but who got them to the Super Bowl and they come down with a kick to win the game in regulation but they've got a sub long snapper in mm. and obviously they had not practiced with their sub long snapper and you can see it um the snap on the on the first kick was slow mm. you know it, it was perceptibly slower and minka fitzpatrick comes in and blocks and blocks yeah, and the brilliant kick. block because it's so difficult to, to make a play like that minka's play without making contact with the yeah. kicker so props to him on that and this is of course after mcpherson kicked the longest field goal in, in bengal's franchise history right? yeah so, I mean, and, right. and then he misses the short one and it's kind of the same situation mm. because the snap was high but mm. what happens to the kicker is he's waiting that split second, you yeah. know, kicking is so automatic because it has to be so quick. Yeah. So it's like it's like snap, place, kick. The kicker has started his motion before, you know, as the yeah. snap is in the air. He had to wait that extra instant just to make sure that they were going to be able to put it down. And I think that's what got. And then on the field goal miss, you know, which Minka didn't block, but he just missed it. And then Tomlin's on the sideline. Boy, can I coach? <laughs> hey, leave Tomlin <laughs> you know, Bullock, Bullock, Yeah, Bullock misses the field goal. And you see, you see Dable. Boy, can I coach? Yeah, you Dable know? was loving it. Well, I'd, I'd, look, I'm not going to have a word. But I give him loads of credit Steelers for are, going for Steelers two. Steelers are rolling. Yeah, yeah. You want exactly. That, that is a hell of a gutsy play. Just back to Randy Bullock. Two things on that. The bar that you talked about that he hopped off his stool to go make the kick. Can Jack Del Rio own that bar? Can we have that as part of, <laughs> he, part of the story? He probably, he probably is, yeah. Uh, Jack's, Jack's place. Jack's, Jack's, leather just, jackets. just Jack's. Leather jackets only. Uh, otherwise, you're not allowed in. That's the dress code. Uh, leather, leather jacks. Jackets. Leather jacks. Yeah, it's, it's down on Bank Street in the village. <laughs> Uh, secondly, fair play to Randy Bullock, uh, despite the missed kick, didn't do what he did, of course, uh, as a Bengal and play for the, oh, my hammy, as he walked up. Do you remember that, <laughs> you remember that classic that yes. your proper love talking about? He didn't, at least yeah. he didn't fall down there. Um, who, who was the guy who did it with the, um, on the pass, the Steelers receiver who, um, who dropped a pass and did a Christian Watson kind of down the sideline and then pulled up oh, pretending he oh, had a, yeah, that was why I drove. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I it's, would it's, definitely do that. I it's definitely, definitely, do that. definitely a, a nap move. Yeah. It's it definitely uh, a meme. Hey, did you see that? Speaking of holders, uh, did you see in the, in the bears game, the rookie punter who was holding it had the towel on the field to dry the ball. Like yes. Flag for that. I mean, yeah. illegal towel. Ouch! A rookie puncher <laughs> making making pulling an illegal towel. I mean, my God, that would have kicked off uh, kicked off in the locker room after that. I mean, that as a rookie puncher, that's probably the worst possible start to your NFL career. That's yeah. our news for the for the yeah. Day. And and also credit to Cade York um, from hey, Cleveland. York, yeah, yeah fifty eight yard fifty eight yard game winner. Um, and that one was you know. It's a heartbreaker. The, the roughing penalty again, oh, you know, yeah, that put yeah, the yeah. ball, move the ball up. I'm, I'm not mm. too sure on um, ticky tacky, as you would yeah, say. So you know, obviously, based on first 
the first week of the season, the Super Bowl is going to be between Kansas City and Buffalo. The, yeah. <laughs> the NFL just has yeah. to figure out a way to get them in they'll separate, make it, separate they'll conferences. Make it, they'll make it work. Uh, um, I will, my early season prediction, preseason prediction of that, Chiefs yeah. Bucks is looking on after week one. I, I thought, you know, the most entertaining game of the early, um, besides the interminable overtimes um, of, of <laughs> frustration, mm. um, Philadelphia went out to a huge lead over Detroit. Mm. And then Detroit did the Dan Campbell thing and backdoor, <laughs> backdoor covered um, <laughs> a four and a half <laughs> spread, you know, by three. But um, I, I just thought, you know, I just thought they looked really good. And and the I, I thought Carolina were unlucky. Um, they they should probably should have beaten Cleveland. I thought Jacksonville were very unlucky mm. that Carson Wentz all of a sudden decided to become the Carson Wentz of old. Well, it was, um, it was possible. We've talked about that. Let's, okay, let's look at each of those in uh, individually then. So with the Eagles, again, if we're looking at the uh, the much voiced preseason narrative of this is a roster full of talent, but is Jalen Hurts the guy that's going to be able to get them to the promised land? What do you make of Hurts' first performance? Of this it season? was okay, you know, and and they're obviously um, Howie Roseman probably deserves GM of the Year award <laughs> af- after week one because AJ Brown is obviously a huge addition uh, for them, and everyone was saying you know the best receiver since Terrell Owens, which might be true unless maybe Deshaun Jackson for a year yeah, or so. Yeah. But he does the sort of things Terrell Owens does, Similar, you know, yeah. which is you can throw him the ball anywhere and he'll, he's going to catch it. He'll you know, it, um, yeah. doesn't have to be right on right on the money. Um, so, but is that so, enough? I know that, that there obviously there are similarities and fundamental differences. But if you think about the addition of Diggs to the Bills, and that was part of the uh, the, yeah. the dramatic evolution of uh, of Josh Allen, is that the same? That okay, uh, there are limitations with a player like Jalen Hurts, but you give him a receiver like this, and that could be the final piece of the puzzle. I think that that's that was a lot of it, you know. And and they, you also saw the way that when Derrick Henry got hurt last year. Brown carried that team. They right. they built the offense around him primarily, um, mm. and and he delivered. So you know, I, I thought that was a, a pretty a pretty strong move from a team that, that needed needed help in that department. Now I, I'm not sure the running game is still there because Sanders didn't really show much that you know to really impress. But mm. but. Um, um, Boston Detroit's, Scott rocked up. Did, did you see the Detroit player that picked up two flags on the same play? <laughs> that was amazing. Which, he picked up, so he picked up for the roughing, uh, for the late hit, and then he then he got ejected for throwing a punch. Oh, yeah. They pushed okay. him up to the yeah, one. I didn't the see it. No, ran, no. ran it in, so dub, doubled down. Yeah. That, there, that, there was a moment in the Miami-New England game where Mac Jones got hit by two guys after he'd thrown, one below the knees, which is the one they penalized, but the other one came in at the head <laughs> afterwards. And they, they then got an offsetting penalty for uh chop lock mm-hmm. because the back picked up the the back picked up the guy who had just beaten David Andrews, but Andrews was still kind of hanging on to him from behind. So they they did they they canceled out the penalties. But I said this should be a two for one. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> it should only cancel out one of the hits. Yeah, the other one uh, still should but, stab. We'll we'll talk we'll talk about the Patriots in a minute. And Mac Jones, another quarterback that's been injured. So the implications there. But just so on the on the Eagles, then solid win. Uh, in but they made it hard as you say the Lions battled back and DeAndre Swift stood out for Detroit they showed as we expected from a Dan Campbell side a lot of fight but they also were 
very, very fragile defensively at times, right? I mean, yeah, and that 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 was basically it. The um, and I think Philadelphia probably relaxed a little bit at Mm. at one point um, offensively. They um, Swift had Swift had a great game. Yeah, Goff had a good game, a reasonably good game. You know, um, uh, for for what they want, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that St. Brown is going to be a number one receiver. He's a possession guy, basically. Um, mm. I'm not sure you can go to him all the time. Um, and Who would you have... compare him to? Is he an Amari Cooper kind of player? No. Um, I, who, who would I compare him to? He's not He's not a Hunter Renfro kind of possession guy. Oh, I'm trying to think of. Um, but he's that guy you want running slant pad. I mean. Godwin? Godwin, maybe Jarvis Landry, but not as Landry. good. Yeah. Landry can do more things, but, you know, that sort of um, thing. And then, of course, EQ, St. Brown, mm. got a, they, they scored touchdowns like a couple of minutes. Within a minute, few minutes each other, yeah. Good day for the same Which Brown. everyone then said, oh, Green Bay should have kept EQ, you know. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> well, but, of course. Uh, yeah, but um, the other guy who really impressed me rookie-wise was Jahan mm. Dotson. Yeah, wow. Um, big, for, for Washington. For him. And, and um, you know, Wentz, Wentz had a great touchdown to McLaurin as well. But, yeah, it, it was kind of good to see Wentz not you know, not melting yeah. down, melting down completely. Yeah. Four touchdowns, 313 for Wentz. I mean, yeah. yeah. And Deontay Johnson had the greatest catch of the game. What, um, incredible. Yeah. Of the weekend that I saw at least. And as I said, you know, it was like, um, um, Johnson, Dr. Dr. Johnson and, and Boswell as, as, his, as his Boswell came in to kick the, the winning. <laughs> oh, he banged it off the post on that one. That set up the one he banged off the post. I'm sure that is the only Dr. Johnson NFL reference globally. Uh, this Probably. Weekend. I tried, I, I tried I to specialize, it. you know, it's I like, let's it. go somewhere where no one's gone before, you know. I love it. Let's take a get head to Dr. Johnson's house just off Chancery Lane, take a picture <laughs> and, uh, and send it to him and see if he gets the reference. Uh, the Baker Bowl, as you say, narrowly and... Um, Unfortunate for Baker, who's now come out and said he's going to flush the memory, which is an interesting, uh, interesting <laughs> term. But it, what did he make? Yeah, uh, you can't say that in Britain because yeah. then, you know, everyone will go down to Southampton Beach and see if they can find it <laughs> on the way out. Sure. <laughs> what did he make of the Browns with Jacoby Brissett? I mean, he, he didn't play particularly well, but he was clutch uh, he's, when it Yeah, I mean, I like I like Jacoby, and I think he's he's a gamer. He tries to be a gamer, but he is somewhat limited as a quarterback. And like I say, I think they got the benefit of the doubt on that roughing call that sort of got them up to, to field goal range. Um, And, you know, Carolina's problem was they just left it too long in both senses. They and then left a minute on the, on the clock, Mm. at which point you don't want to be giving up penalties. You know, I mean, you say that it was a soft penalty, but your players should know, you know, Brian Burns should know that, you know, the NFL refereeing is two different things in the first three quarters and then the final quarter. Mm-hmm. All the stuff they haven't called, unless it's really egregious, starts getting called mm-hmm. um, toward the end of the game. You, you have to be aware of that that kind of thing. I, th- I thought Carolina, who I remember saying to you, was the sort of dark horse yeah. team or could be. And um, I thought they showed probably enough to make that make that. Uh, true, but it was Cleveland they were playing. Um, mm. You know, I think the Saints may be in the end stronger than we thought. Atlanta might be a little better than, than we thought as well. So that, that's going to be a competitive division, but still behind Tampa, I think. Um, the guy who laid down <laughs> under Taysom Hill deserves some kind of award. Um, when Hill had that 
like 58, 57 yard the, run. The, the, the setup for the set of the CD. And he had one guy sort of to beat and, you know, and, and the guy sort of tried to take him out with a, what looked like a cross body block. Yeah. Down, like down into the, yeah. And he'll just step. <laughs> just, just stop this. And fair play to Trey Lance is that when he threw the pick and they made a decent tackle. Like, yeah. I was yeah. impressed with Trey Lance's tackle. Yeah. He's got, he's got a future as a safety. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it might actually be true. Hey, uh, let's talk Miami and New England because. Ah, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, the best or last. Uh, I mean, everything we'd hoped, I think, from Miami offensively. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, really? Um, Go on. Because I think, I mean, Tyreek uh, didn't factor as much. Dana Waddle, and you mentioned Waddle earlier on. Do you see the Miami fans doing the Waddle impression, uh, the, the yeah. Waddle celebration, uh, which yeah. was a lot of fun? Waddle had, well, Tua was conservative, I guess, um, and they were asking him to keep things simple. Uh, but they looked very, very fluent for, for much of what I saw. I now I was in the studio. We had all kinds of games going on. So I haven't watched the full game tape. So I haven't watched it back. But based on what I saw, it looked like the Dolphins were in control from start to finish. No, they were. Um, but that was, I think, more down to New England's ineptitude than than Miami's you know great offensive play. I thought New England's defense actually played pretty well mm. um, in this game. And um, you know, New England, Xavier Howard, got away with one mm. in the end zone and didn't get away with the other, um, yes. which uh, or near the end zone, which is when new England got, um, got his, their own, their only touchdown. Had they got the first one, it might've been a slightly different game, but new England's offense was really making it easy for Miami defensively. You know, you could, you could really almost predict when you're going to blitz when it was coming and everybody seemed to know it except the Patriots. Um, it was very unimaginable for a team that that said in preseason they wanted to play a lot of hurry up, um, which to me meant they were going to come up and Mac Jones was going to do a lot of calling at the line. And mm-hmm. stuff. They were awfully slow. Um, they played hurry up a little bit, but they would then they would run the ball and then they would huddle for the next play and then they'd come. They did a lot of you know run on first down, run on second down, throw on third and six or seven, and it didn't work because Miami you know defensively played played it pretty well. Mm. Um, How much is this? I mean, of course, I've got to ask you about the whole Patricia situation and inevitably the cameras are keying on and him. He's become a hapless figure, which isn't fair on on his ability as a a coordinator, as a a coaching mind, but he had a tough time in Detroit. Now he's been put in this bizarre situation. Mike, what do you make him? I mean, I think Mike Tanier pointed out that the Jets, the the Giants had a a really good day on special teams. Yeah. uh, From uh, the Scottish boomer or whatever it is, skilling the punting and you know, a couple of other things said, mm. which they didn't when Joe Judge was, was sure. the coach. Sure. Um, I, w- I keep saying I was really surprised they didn't bring in a younger talent to work as quarterbacks coach, if not offensive coordinator with Mac Jones and, mm. you know, just, just bring some different ideas. They they're using a different kind of offense and it's not working. Their, mm. their line is trying to zone block and, and they're not really at this stage that good at it. Uh, Isaiah Wynn looks like he's refusing to play right tackle effectively because mm. they moved, they swapped him and Trent Brown over. Yeah. Um, Eric Brown, Edel made the point as well, Mike, just on uh, in terms of the Patricia, well, the, the disconnect between Mac Jones and the coaching staff that there were two different occasions where Jones had to call a timeout because 
he wasn't on the same page with him. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, with the best will in the world, the problem with Belichick coaches who don't succeed is normally that they try to be Bill Belichick's. Mm. And the fact that he's brought back two of them, to me, admittedly, both were more successful with him. But to me, it says, like, we're going to be creative in Bill's way. Mm. And we're... and. You know, and whatever it is that Bill wants to do with this offense right now, it's not working. It didn't work in preseason. And despite going down to Miami and, you know, and then coming out and not doing what they will usually do if they play a hot weather game in Miami is is fade, you know, after the half, especially at, um, at halftime. They just they just look offensively slow throughout. Like I said, mm. I thought the defense played pretty well. Mm. Um, they they were in a position. You you would think after they scored the points, it was what at, at that point it was seventeen seventeen zip. Yeah, yeah. You you thought that you thought that they would be able to get a stop, and mm. and you know I think they Making gave up a field goal yeah. at that point. Yeah, and you know, but you know if they hold Miami to two touchdowns with with you know what Tyreek Hill says is the greatest quarterback of all time. And since Tyreek Hill is the greatest receiver of all time, we have to, <laughs> we have to believe him. Um, you know, they, they should have been in a position to win that game, but, mm. but they, they, they literally weren't. And, and there's no, there's no guy on that team who you look at as being a, um, a choice, a choice game breaker choice, mm. you know, a guy you can always go to and be confident on, you know, they're, mm. they're trying to mix and match Parker. Like I said, you know, he he was like one for two on on yeah. plays near the end zone with with Xavier Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, Howard beat him up twice and and uh, got called once. Um, but you can't depend on that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so and Matt Jones injured I'm, now I'm as well. Too, I mean, yeah. I, how serious is it though? Has there been a has there been a report um, on what the prognosis? Well, he's getting is? an X ray uh, and. The, I mean, they haven't released the time of recording this. So Mike and I are recording this Monday morning. They haven't released uh, right. as yet how serious it is, but I, I think we can assume that it's going to be Brian Hoyer time, unless unless Jimmy G makes a triumphant return. Well, that was uh, that was always a possibility. I thought in in the in the long term, but no, otherwise it's, a, it's, it's ba- a Bailey Zappa. It's Bailey Zappa. Otherwise, um, hang on. I've got an update actually for you. Do you? If it's I a do. back injury, he might well play. Well, the X-rays came back negative. He's going to undergo further evaluation. Yeah. Uh, when they'll they get put, back to Fox, so, they'll, yeah. they'll give him painkillers and they'll put a um, and muscle relaxer and they'll put a um, get James ve- Woods in the mix and a bigger a bigger <laughs> vest. Uh, <laughs> so, so, James Woods could be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he's offensive. Um, oh, oh, that's true. Tyreek. So Tyreek's performance, no deep shots for him, but. But he was solid. And and I guess that the different dimension that he adds when they aren't looking for him to, to take the roof off, he showed how effective he can be in that respect. Yeah. And if you think of Mike McDaniel in 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 turn Mike McDaniel in terms of like a San Francisco style offense, and you think of the way they engineer deep shots, um Hill will get them eventually. New England was playing with safeties to prevent that as much as possible. Um, they did a good job of covering underneath so that Waddle didn't kill them, um, you know, throughout the game. Um, Hill and Hill ran a lot of the patterns you associate with a, like, um, um, Debo or, um, Ayuk, mm. you know, mm-hmm. those kind of long crossing, those crossing patterns that tried to get opened. So I think Miami's kind of a work in progress offensively and, and, and they'll come down to it. their offensive line didn't look as good as they would have hoped. I thought, um, and Armstead, 
you know, uh, it was always a strange thing that with the you left made that handed, point with the South the South yeah. quarterback to get the yeah. I mean, yeah. elaborate on that because you've made it. You've made but that he, they weren't run blocking really well, which is the thing. They they weren't opening up a run game, which is one of the things you need to do if in those kind of offense in those Shanna clan kind of offenses. You know, I, I think some someone made the point to me this morning that you know everybody seems to be doing okay with the Shanahan offense except Shanahan. Except Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Just on the, what I mentioned on the Armstead point because you mentioned it and I didn't uh, and a deep dive on it when you mentioned it earlier uh, in, in preseason and I've been meaning to ask you about it. So yeah, I just want to drill down on that. So it, it's a, it's a Southpaw quarterback. So how everyone is talking about the addition of him because he's a great player, of course, is going to enhance the line, but what is the, what is the thinking there to bring in a player like Armstead to cover that side when, when we're dealing with a Southpaw quarterback? Well, I mean, it, it's partly run game. Because he is by name, you know, over the years has been a good run blocker. The the Saints line has been a decent run, although they, they tend to run right at the Saints. Mm. Um, you know, Kamara and Ingram and stuff. Um, and I don't, I see, I, I, I hate to criticize it fully because I'm also convinced that you don't have to have the great left end. Um, or right at right end on defense, you know, mm-hmm. coming coming in at the quarterback's blind side because a number of players have been really effective. If you think of Michael Strahan, mm-hmm. he was always the left defensive end. Mm-hmm. He was always rushing at a right-handed quarterback um, in his field of vision. Von Miller, for the most part, has has been a left outside linebacker. Um, T.J. Watt, for the most part, has been a left outside linebacker. And mm-hmm. although you don't get those blindside hits that often force fumbles because the quarterback, you do, you're in his face more. He's mm-hmm. more aware of that pressure. And if you're really good, as as these guys I mentioned are, that brings panic to the, right. to the forefront quicker. You know, you get more rushed throws and you get more bad throws. So I've never mm-hmm. been, you know, I've never been that convinced that you really need a really great left tackle and you can put almost anybody at right tackle because Mm. I'm surprised more teams don't adjust their pass rush accordingly. Um, But even so, um, you know, there aren't many left. There haven't been many left handed quarterbacks in NFL history, really. Mm. But, you know, certainly not since Boomer, Um, you know, you haven't had. I mean, I did an article about this a couple of years ago. Yeah, because so what a god we got. I, I mean, that's I should be able, and, while, and it was while Tua was like a freshman at Alabama, and <laughs> I said, you know, the next one's going to be going to be Tua. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was the the Cowboys cut their uh, left-handed guy on the was it Kellen Moore's key lefty, but anyway, he, he, there was no left-handed quarterback on an NFL roster for the first time in right you know, forty years or something. Um, so that so you know, it's not a panacea. Um, and one and in a lot of line, if you have a good line and then you add the, the one missing part, that's that's what you need. But the Dolphins weren't like one tackle away from mm. having a really good line. Um, mm. You know, now there's other thing. I mean, the Bills line, when you look at it player for player, who you know, who's the star lineman there? You know, I love Mitch Morris. I think he's a real talented guy. But neither of their tackles is, is you it's know, an like interesting a, point. Yeah, it's, the not, it's like an automatic Pro Bowl or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But they play together well. As they, a unit, you know, they, yeah. they understand what what they have to do. So you you can get by with that. Cincinnati got by with it, mm. <laughs> although uh, you know, not yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing we didn't mention in that Cincinnati game, which they should have won, but they had no business being in a position to win that game. Yeah, you know, with with five turnovers and seven sacks. Um, yeah, you know. 
it, w- it was like, how could they be that close uh, to Pittsburgh at that point? What does that tell you? I mean, we knew word, that Pitt- yeah, the one word answer would be Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> well, yeah, well, OK, <laughs> we, 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 knew, we know the Pittsburgh defense is going to bore. Were you surprised about how ah, the offense that's why they did? They were balling. Yeah. So they had momentum. Momentum. That's, why, that's how you that's what the NFL is all about. If you're balling, <laughs> you get momentum. No, or is it if you've got momentum, then you're balling. Then you're balling. We yeah. knew that we knew that they were going to cause trouble, but did you expect them? Did you expect the Bengals offensive line to be that porous and that and and setting up? Well, how many of those sacks into that do you think were on Flacco? On Flacco, on Flacco, all of them. <laughs> the Jets fans <laughs> blame Fl- blame Flacco. Blame Why not? Flacco. How many of them were on Burrow? Um, a couple were coverage sacks, um, uh, for sure. But but yeah, the, but the Steelers are aware of the weaknesses and, and exploiting them. You know, and and um, um, Highsmith. They schemed for the first sack. He he beat someone for the second sack. Watt got a sack. Watt got that amazing interception where you know he was up four feet in the air. You know yeah. you saw the you saw the back view and his, he was up like you know like a basketball player. Yeah, he was, right. He was that that high. What's well, another uh, injury to keep it on? Of course. Yeah, that's a peck. that looked like yeah. a peck. You know, yeah. walking off walking off hold. It was either heartburn or a peck. Definitely a peck. Uh, Definitely a peck. <laughs> Have you ever done your peck, Mike? No, no. I've done my Achilles. That was bad enough. Ooh. Uh, yeah, TJ. I, what speaking I was about never that, muscular enough to yeah. do my back <laughs> in the Wesleyan days. You, you pumped a bit of iron. All right, Mike, what are you writing about this week? Can you patch your own column? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm probably going to do a Thursday night recap as a regular feature. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I'm not going to pick the games because I have more fun picking them on Sunday, mm. um, which nobody knows about because I, you know, there's nowhere to to tell. But yeah, so far, like I'm eight, six, and one. You could push that. I could, I could put it on Twitter. Yeah, but I made six and one this week, which doesn't sound great. But had I picked them on Thursday, I'd probably be about five eight and one, <laughs> five nine and one. So you know, so I'm actually doing doing pretty well uh, on that. My my best bet, um, which I, I is do on another podcast, uh, betting podcast. I won't mention the name, but it's easy enough to find. Uh, but my oh, best, hey, my best up. bet, Excellent. my best bet for the week was actually uh, New, New England <laughs> Miami to go under. Um, you oh, was that? Was that? That. <laughs> my, my best bet of the week just elevated music over that bit. Or yeah. My best bet of the week was New England Miami to go under forty six five, and I thought that was like just a license to print money. Oh, um, I wish I'd li- I wish I'd listened to you more, I Mike. Just something I tell myself regularly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, listeners, I have plenty of time to listen to you through the season because they're going to be able to catch you each and every Monday. This is the regular slot and it has been an absolute blast picking over uh, yesterday's chaos over the last 60 minutes. At Carlson Sports is how you follow the big man on Twitter. I'm looking forward to catching up with you soon. I'm looking forward to some dim sum with you soon as well. We did lock that in just before we start. That, w- that would be nice. Yeah. Because gonna... people don't realize you've already had your birthday and you're now, you know, almost pensionable. It is being gone. Me and Brady, I'm with you, Tom. I'm with you. We're dealing with a lot of shit right now. Uh, I'm looking oh, forward to that. Mm. Time out. Oh, go for it. Time out. Giselle apparently is okay with Tom playing. Oh, thank God. This is his thank this God. is his last season, apparently. <laughs> it, and and they, they worked yeah. it out on holiday. Well, that's he, where he went, right? He went on went on yeah. a holiday so he could and apparently yeah. they didn't send him playbooks or <laughs> some article saying he, he switched I'm, off football. They didn't send I'm him told playbooks. The, I'm told the NFL network and um the worldwide leader are now in competition to uh, sign up Giselle as an NFL insider. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would watch that joke. Frankly, I would watch that joke. Uh, but for altogether different reasons. Brilliant stuff. At Carlton Sports is how you follow Mike on Twitter. Uh, lots of stuff flying out on there. And uh, we'll be back same time, same place next Monday with our Mike. Take care. Looking forward to it. Bye. Bye. I'm Mike's back next Monday. You can count on that all through the season. We are back later in the week. Shane Vereen making his regular season debut already. Long-standing friend of the show, Super Bowl winner, all-pro member of the crew. He's going to be one of our regulars for our preview shows. Uh, we're going to record that Wednesday afternoon. So it might even drop Wednesday evening if Ollie's feeling in a focused and good mood. Lots of great guests in that slot, incidentally. Ben Isaacs uh, will be in there as well through the season. Jay Bell will get OC along for the ride. Phoebe Schechter. So a lot of your phase will be uh, rotating for the preview show. Always Propo on Edge Rush and always the Guru Sandrini on FFS, our brand new fantasy show. Well, I think we established it's not brand new, didn't we? Our new fantasy show. Great to see so many of you getting involved with our Listener League. If you click uh, the show notes, incidentally, you can uh, join our Listener League. We're giving away all kinds of prizes this week in our free-to-enter competition. There is going to be uh, a, a jersey of your choice to win. So that is the prize this week. There'll be other uh, cash prizes and, and competitions in there as well if you join the Listener League. And week four, giving away the chance to win tickets for the Jags Broncos at Wembley. So get involved in that league. You'll be delighted to hear because uh, we're playing for charity as well, me and the Guru Sandrini. Uh, I made a few dollars. I made a few dollars. Well, how about them apples on my team? So uh, we are already building the charity bank there as well. Sandrini did markedly better naturally. So we'll update you on FFS. That's dropping later in the week. You'll get you set for your fantasy teams for this weekend. Edge rush rolling as well. So lots coming your way over the course of the week. Four shows a season, all season long. So keep it right here with us. Podcast Network.